Welcome to episode number one of Beards, Bros, and Brews. Uh, myself, Tony De La Cruz here with Mr. Josh Hector. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you, sir? How you been? Good, good. Really excited to start episode numero uno. Me too, too man. Uh, me too. When you first threw the idea out there, I know it was uh, half joke, half seriousness, but I took it really whole seriousness, and so I, I went crazy <laughs> with this. As, as, I've, uh, as I blew up your text messages and your snap messages about this and everything, Googling and researching and trying to find out and channeling my inner Joe Rogan um, <laughs> and my inner Jamie to try to figure out how do, how do we do this and how do we make this happen since we're both regional regionally based in the great state of Texas, but in very, very different locations. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I mean, that's kind of where it came from, that, that Joe Rogan podcast. I'm always joking about, hey, why don't you start a podcast? Why don't you start a podcast? And it's like, when you think about it, do you, you think, do I have something interesting to say? Are, are people going to listen? And I feel like you're the type of guy where we can talk and have fun and literally just talk shit for hours. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you decided to, to run on it. And here we are, episode one, Beards, Bros, and Brews. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, uh, I always tell people and everything because they're like, oh, what do you do and everything like to just kind of like get away from work and everything. I'm like, I literally just listen to podcasts. They're like, how can you just listen to it and not actually pay attention to it? I'm like, because I can multitask people. Like, <laughs> there, it is possible to listen to somebody and not be looking at them. Like you don't have to look at them all the time. Yeah, for real. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it literally was just born from that. Um, I kind of had the same reservations too and everything. Do people care what I have to talk about? And the reality is I, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but you know, if nothing else and everything, like I told my wife, I said, you know, well, we're just going to have fun talking shit Yeah. <laughs> you know, for an infinite amount of time and just uh, go back and forth with that and everything. So, with that being said, that's how the Triple B podcast was born. It was literally just because Josh and I, pretty much on a regular basis, just send each other randomness throughout the day. It could be something of a joke. It could be something of seriousness. It could be like, a, hey, I think you should really know this. As uh, Josh and I both work in higher ed professions, uh, but it really just became something because of that. And uh, so, yeah, we're we're excited to be here now. Um, yeah. So, Josh, why don't you let everybody know who you are, where you're coming from, and where you're at now in this beautiful life of yours? Yeah, yeah, thank you, Tony. Um, so me, just a little bit about myself, my name is Josh. I'm originally actually from uh, Southern California, which uh, I get a lot of crap about from the Texans here that I'm from California, but born and raised there, um, lived there my entire life, um, really enjoyed myself down there. Uh, after graduating, I went off to the University of Oregon, where I studied Spanish, business, and music, of all things. So <laughs> just kind of a random pattern of, of different fields to study. But I had a great time there. I got to go to school with Marcus Mariota. So I uh, got to see us go to a few Rose Bowls, national championship my senior year. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> I know, dude, it, it was so fun. Unfortunately, we lost and got our asses kicked. But, uh, you know, as always, go Ducks. Um, after graduation uh, in 2015, I went down back to SoCal where I got into uh, coaching and teaching. Uh, for coaching, I did strength and conditioning, football, baseball, um, kind of did it all over that year um, That's uh, after I graduated. And then was 
I just knew I wanted to leave California just because it's, it's really expensive to live out there. And for those that do stay, they end up staying with their parents, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but not something that I wanted to do. Um, just wanted to start off my own and do my own thing. So just applied for a shit ton of jobs. And I was looking in Texas and Arizona, Tennessee. Um, so kind of somewhere um, kind of in the south area, just because I know there's some beautiful states out here. And luckily, good old <laughs> Sam Houston State University uh, <laughs> took a chance on me. And uh, if anyone doesn't know, yeah, it's in Huntsville, <laughs> Texas. And you're going to ask where the hell is Huntsville, Texas. It's about an hour north of Houston, <laughs> right off the I-45. Uh, it is a medium-sized university. Yeah, great. Uh, you can go to the whole recruiter spiel. <laughs> the recruiter, <but> you <laughs> yeah. can't turn it off. It's I know. It's hilarious. Um, but I'm glad they took the chance on me and uh, actually was uh, hired as a regional employee, so I wouldn't be stationed in Huntsville. Uh, as you know, Tony, uh, they shipped me off to, they originally, the posting said San Antonio area. So I was excited to live out there. And then my old boss, uh, Keith Ahi, shout out to him. He's awesome. Uh, he's like, hey, how do you feel about South Texas? How, how do you feel about moving to Corpus Christi? And I was like, sure. Uh, just because I'm always up for an adventure. And honestly, I had never heard of Corpus or the RGV. Um, just because, again, from California, you don't. You don't tend to think about other states once you're kind of uh, involved in, especially in that OC mindset coming from the beach and beautiful people. And um, so anyways, moved out to Corpus Christi. Um, and then that's where we met, Tony. We got to, to meet in our jobs. Uh, I was a recruiter in the South Texas area working for the Office of Admissions. And um, by doing so, we got to go to a lot of fairs and I actually... Thanks to you again, Tony. <laughs> I was able to not only meet my wife, but um, Tony encouraged us to uh, hang out more and you know become friends and blossom that relationship. And I spent about three years in Corpus, and uh, through that time, I was able to earn a promotion, become the assistant director of freshman recruitment, and uh, I was able to get married to my beautiful wife um, this past March. So luckily, right before all the crazy COVID things started happening and uh, moved up to Bryan College Station because uh, my wife, Tiffany, she works for A&M. She's an academic advisor, too, for their College of Nuclear Engineering. <laughs> no, she's not an engineering major, nor does she know anything about nuclear engineering, but uh, she's perfect for the job and, and uh, represents them as a graduate advisor. And we're currently stationed in Bryan, Texas, and I love it. I commute to Huntsville, so I work on main campus now. It's about an hour drive, and um, yeah, just, just kind of riding the wave and enjoying my role as the assistant director, and I get to supervise seven uh, different individuals on the freshman recruitment team, and, and I love working with them. And um, Now, you kind of ask what's, what's in the future here. Um, for me, I, I've always wanted to get into athletics, and uh, I got my master's degree in coaching and athletics administration, and um, to me, that's going to be the next goal is securing a job within the field of athletics, hopefully at a higher ed institution. If not, uh, you know, high schools, elementary schools, whatever, I can get involved in, in athletics, I'll do it, so... That's a little bit about myself. Now I'm done <laughs> listening listening uh, to me talk. So I'll give the floor over to you, Tony, if you can give us a brief introduction. Not brief, but tell us about <laughs> your, yourself, uh, your life, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I do remember that glorious day we met. That was a, that was a funny <laughs> one. I was like, California, the Texas? I don't know how that goes, but I'm not going to ask him yet. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm a Texas boy uh, through and through. I live, I'm, my, I always joke that my pride of Texas doesn't match where I live because I'm literally like 30 minutes from the Mexican border and where I was where I was raised. I was born in Dallas, Texas, almost the heart of Texas. I was born in Dallas, Texas, was there one year of my life, and then I moved, or they moved me down to uh, Westlaco, Texas. For those people from the Rio Grande Valley, you'll know exactly where I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, they, they, my parents moved me down to Westlaco and stuff like that, and I think when I was one. So I turned one in Dallas, and then I came uh, down to Westlaco, and I just grew up pretty much my whole life there, except for one year of my high school life and sophomore year when I moved back to Dallas just because I was tired of the valley and I wanted something different and I experienced racism and sexism and all these different types of things and everything that really got me cultured in one year and I was like yeah I'm done I'm going back to the valley um, yeah I was one of four Hispanic Mexican kids whatever you want to call me Mexican American and everything in high school I was one of four um, got along more with the black kids than anybody else <laughs> and uh, yeah, and everything. My my shining moment was when we were on the field, and one of the referees was like, "Oh, Dela Cruz. Okay, uh, you're the kicker, right? So what we're gonna do is, uh, and I'm like, uh, dude, I'm not the kicker. <laughs> I, I play offensive lineman. <laughs> Our kicker's white. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was a defining moment or an interesting moment in my life. But yeah, I grew up in in the valley. Grew up in Texas uh, all my life. I hadn't been to another state until. My adult life, that's when I first went to Florida. I went to a different state in the U.S. How gross. <laughs> no. And then I got to go to California, and I got to go to San Francisco, and went whale watching on the Pacific, got to go underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and all that cool touristy stuff, Fisherman's Wharf, all those good things. Uh, so that was fun. But uh, And even got to go to Napa Valley and everything, too, and I took a tour of Napa Valley, which was, which was heck, heck of fun. But uh, did that. Uh, grew up in, in the valley, like I said. Went to high school here in Texas, and then graduated from West East High School there in Texas. East side. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the east side of Texas. It was there was two high schools when I was growing up, and I kind of had that freedom because either school was kind of new that I could either stay at the you know usual high school that everybody goes to, or go to this brand new high school, West East. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll go over there. And so I went there, and I graduated first class. All this good stuff. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun. And I did two years after college because I had this golden dream that I was going to become a uh, network security specialist. I'll never forget it. I was going to become a network security specialist and work with computers. And I still like computers today. But, I mean, I just had this golden dream that I was going to do that, not knowing how I was going to get to myself to a community college that had that degree because I had no car. I literally only had a mountain bike. And uh, so I started taking classes at my local community college, went there for about almost two years. Meanwhile, I already knew my uh, now wife, then uh, girlfriend, and then shortly after that, anything fiance, I already knew her and I knew I wanted to. It's going to sound crazy. And my wife even freaks out too. And things. So I was like, I knew I was going to marry her the first time that I really started to see her notice her. I was like, yeah, she's going to be my wife one day. Didn't know why. Didn't know how. I just had a feeling. I'm one of those weird ones. I see something I like and I never let it go. Um, kind of like with Josh. That's why Josh and I became really good friends because I saw him and I was like, he's going to be my friend. Uh, I was that creeper. And uh, yeah, yeah. So did two years there. And then when my wife graduated, she basically gave me the, the speech of, I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to college. I'm going to go to four-year university and either you're coming or you're staying. And so I said, I'm going. Graduated from UT Pan American, which is now UTRGV. 
And when I graduated, I kind of did the same thing that Josh did to try to get over to Texas. I applied for about 13 different jobs when I first graduated with my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to work somewhere here on campus. I really like this campus. I'm going to work here somewhere. And started my career as an admissions counselor. Didn't know what the heck that was. And I still get that question today whenever people ask me, what's your job title? I'm like, I'm an admissions counselor. <laughs> what the heck is that? And what do you do? And where do you work? And who do you counsel? And all that good stuff. So, yeah, I've been in higher ed now since 2010, July of 2010. Been working wow. in higher ed across three institutions. And now working for the prestigious University of Texas in San Antonio. I'm a regional recruiter, so I get to work here in the Valley where I'm originally from, which is a lot of, which is a lot of fun and makes it more convenient for me and my family. It's just the travel season that sometimes gets the best of us. But, you know, being in higher ed, you, you make do with what you got. You, you have your travel jokes and you have your travel friends and your travel buddies. And Josh and I were one of those that I thought we were going to be travel buddies, but then you got to spend more time in the Valley than I thought you were going to. And, you know, we just kind of started joking from there and getting to know each other from there. And I feel like that story merits a little bit more of a discussion of uh, how I introduced you or how I got you guys on the idea and everything to hang out together, you and you and your now wife, Tiffany. That one was a joke that I didn't even know. I was the one credited for, for that relationship blossoming and coming together. It really was one of my jokes that starts as a joke and ends up being true or ends up coming to fruition. And You know, those are the best jokes when you, you put them out into the world and you never know that whatever happens with them. And it wasn't until later on that people of, of our network, of our regional network, were trying to take care, take credit for that. And we're like, oh, no, I put them together. And, and so-and-so has a story that, no, I put them together. And then... I, I remember I told you about it, and you're like, yeah, little did they know it was you. And I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, your little joke when you said that I should just crash at Tiffany's place instead of driving back and forth to Corpus. And I'm like, oh, you took that seriously? It's like, yeah, we've been hanging out ever since, and we've had dinner and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that happened. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, I, I didn't know. Like, my bad. And it's just like, no, no, it's not a bad. It's a good thing. Yeah. It was just hilarious. And then I remember when I, like, somebody else told me again, like, oh, yeah, I'm responsible for the relationship. I'm like, Okay, yeah, sure. I'm not going to burst your bubble, but I'll let Josh or Tiffany tell you the story whenever they <laughs> But, yeah, it was just a random thing that I joked about and everything in La Feria, as I always do, is just talking smack and uh, pretty much just saying nonsense most of the time and everything. But, you know, everybody always tells my wife, like, how do you put up with your husband? Like, he's so funny. And she's like, I just don't listen to him. Uh, you know, which is understandable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of a little bit further background and anything on that story there. Just wanted to give the background there for anybody wondering, like, what do they mean by that? That's what we mean by that. So you would start it off as a joke, and then this past March, I was very privileged enough to be able to get out there and go and, and see and see my boy and everything getting married out there. So that was that was pretty cool, man. The weather didn't really cooperate, but I mean that's Texas for you. <laughs> the next day was bright and sunny, so <laughs> literally the entire few days before it, beautiful, sunny. We thought it was being good, and uh, sure enough, man, you you check that weather app and. Oh, it's supposed to rain all day, and <laughs> yeah. that that it did, <laughs> that it did. But it was still beautiful, and um, but yeah, man, I it, you know I appreciate you making the drive up there. And for those of you who don't know Rio Grande Valley, um, to pretty much anywhere is far, mm-hmm. um, and so it's probably what a six-hour drive to get to Cedar Creek, Texas, and um, it was beautiful, man. It, it was a dream wedding, and again, yeah, we we credit you for that. Uh, I guess just creating that friendship and pushing us in that direction. And little did you know, a few years later, it would uh, be recruiter love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was it was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it was an accidental one and everything where 
I said it as a joke, and then it actually just came true. And I think I remember I was telling my wife about that one day when when you had already sent us the invite and everything for the wedding. And my wife's like, "So you're the one that did it?" I'm like, "Apparently, I didn't even know." <laughs> you know, I think like it's not one of those things that I, I did on purpose or you know I, I want you know I'm not going to consider myself a matchmaker or anything like that by any by any scope. Of the <laughs> you could put it on your resume. You could put it on your resume. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. It's definitely something to put on there now. Anything under am notable I, accomplishments? <laughs> am I still am I still on your fridge? Yes, you are still on my phone. <laughs> I had taken it down for the wedding just because I, I was afraid that I was uh, going to forget the address and everything for the place. And so I was like, let me just take the invite and everything. And I'll have it on there. Even though I had the site and everything on my phone, I had the website on my phone. But I was like, I'll take the invite just in case. You just want to look at my picture every night before bed. That, that too. <laughs> give it, that too, give yeah. it a, I'm going to have to make copies so I can have one under my pillow. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what what has brought us to today. Uh, and I mean, COVID nineteen, you know, can't go without being mentioned or anything. I think we're all kind of sidelined right now, uh, just working from home, which we normally already did anyway. Or I normally already did. You used to do that, and then now I know you were on campus, uh, commuting back and forth and everything to work. But yeah, I think we're all just kind of sidelined now and. Uh, trying to avoid the quarantine 15, uh, quarantine 20 over here because, uh, yeah, I, I keep buying snacks for the week and then by like Tuesday I'm out. And I'm like, okay, I just picked these up on Sunday. Like something's got to change here. Uh, yeah, I've, I've actually found it easier to stay in shape or to eat healthier because we're forced to stay at home. So when Tiff and I go out and get groceries, you know, we, we buy the healthy shit. So that way there's nothing to snack on, munch on. And as far as like working out goes, <laughs> I know. so as far as that goes, you know, then we play paddle ball. Um, we bought a paddle ball set oh, and nice. uh, we, we do that every day uh, for about an hour and it's a good workout just going back and forth. And then of course we have the dogs and we uh, walk them for probably about a mile mm-hmm. and then come back. And by the time that that's done, you know, we got a pretty good workout in. So we're actually, we're thriving, we're thriving. Um, but in all seriousness, this is definitely a, a serious uh, disease going on right now. I know a lot of people have lost some loved ones and um, we definitely do take it seriously, uh, this whole situation having to work from home and, and to adjust. And kind of the bottom line that I was telling Tiffany about is just thankful, one, for good health and two, for having a good job and three, to be able to still communicate to friends and family during this time. Um, I don't know if you, you feel the same on that, just kind of being able to, you know, kind of appreciate the small things that you have and, and just know that you're taken care of and you got a roof over your head and there's a lot of people that aren't in the same situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're definitely very fortunate that we are working in professions that, you know, for the most part right now, we don't stop, we keep going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're in a position where, you know, yes, the position or the work keeps going, plus we also have to, uh, you know, work from home and everything. So the job keeps going and the actual uh, work also keeps going for us and everything. So, it's you know, it's a change of pace, but you still keep going and you, you don't have to really face too much of an interruption in uh you know in in your daily life and everything Mm -hmm. with the with with the minor changes right and everything you you can't go out as often as you could or there's really nowhere to go anyway 
um, stuff like that and everything, you know, going out to eat is mainly all just curbside, you know, retail right. stuff and all that and everything. But I mean, you, we still have online stuff. We have other things of means of, of getting things that we need and stuff like that and everything. Travel is minimized and everything, which means that it changes up how we do our work. Um, but you know, you, you, you live and you, you keep on going and stuff like that. And like you said, you know, you learn to appreciate the smaller things in life that you have. Um, and, and you try to just work through them and anything like I'm working from home, which I've always worked from home for the last, say about five years now and everything. I've always worked out of my home office per se, mm -hmm. which is just a smaller room inside my apartment. Uh, but now I'm relegated to just always being at home, which downside to that, one of the main drawbacks <laughs> that I see and everything is just that there's more meetings and I don't know about you, but for me, there's more yes. meetings. And yeah. it's like there's no commute time in between meetings, or there's no oh, I'm coming back from an event. I'm gonna be late for that meeting. Right, or it can't it can't show up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what uh, has definitely been something of a challenge and everything for me. It's just you know like man, these these people never go away. I just see them all the time. And, and anybody can just call you randomly too. You, you're working on a file or something, reading over an admissions file, and somebody just automatically calls you, and it's like, oh, man. Like, yeah, because they know you're not doing shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you're you know, you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was, I was going to ask you, man, like how, because it's definitely been a big adjustment, but, you, dude, you were always on the road, probably three or four visits a day, going to different high schools, talking to different students, and setting up student appointments. So um, I was going to say it must be killing you because that's, I feel like you thrive on social interaction. I do, I do. I'm a, I'm a high extrovert. Um, definitely high <laughs> on the, on the extrovert scale. I'm a high extrovert. I'm one of those weird extroverts though, where I'm like super high extrovert. I can be on for like seven hours and everything, just interacting. Because you freaking you inject coffee into your veins. That's why. <laughs> well, that, that too, yeah. I mean, it took what uh, 21 minutes into the episode before we talked about coffee, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's a record for me. I was gonna say, can we mention? I know you have a specific company uh, potential sponsor in the future, maybe. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, I have to talk to Evan Hafer and Matt Best over there, but yeah, oh, yeah, Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company has been, uh, you know, my in my blood and everything for a better part of let's say the last uh, three and a half, four years now, yeah, and nice. uh, continues to be. Um, and I'm say that and everything this morning i was looking at my stash going am i going to need enough am i going to need more coffee before the next batch comes in uh because we we order well, i'm on the coffee club so i get coffee every 14 days there's a new batch that gets Jeez. sent out to me and then i'm also part of the exclusive coffee subscription which means that i get one bag a month of an exclusive roast um and this month it's space bear and everything so i'm super stoked to get space bear uh last month it was atomic orca and there's like a little storyline with it and everything that atomic orca is going around the world trying to rid the world of inferior coffee. Um, kind of like that hipster buck stuff <laughs> Yeah, uh, that nice. some people like to drink. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, high, high <laughs> extrovert on my side. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, that's why I say I'm one of those weird extroverts that I can be on for about six, seven hours and everything, just interacting with people. But then at a certain time, it just, you know, or a certain time of the week, especially like, you know, and I notice a lot when we do summer retreats that, well, we're in a confined space for eight hours a day, five days a week type deal. And usually like on one of those days, I just disappear after hours after work and everything. And yeah. Part of it was grad school, but even when I didn't have grad school, I would do it too. And I think that I would just disappear and people would be like, where's Tony? And I wouldn't answer to any of the group messages or anything. Dude, so I just always. Needed, I just needed to unplug completely. And I do it too when I travel too. And I know that you've, you've yeah. noticed that too. It's like all of a sudden yeah. I wake up at four in the morning and I like respond to a message. I'm like, shit, I'm knocked out, guys. 
Like I had yeah. one of those nights where it was just like nine beers and I knocked out with pizza yeah. and then wake up at four in the morning and it's okay, it's time to go to workout and uh, who's awake? But, <laughs> but actually though, literally you bring your own cooler full of beer, put it in the, the hotel fridge and then pound those as soon as you're done with work. I do, I do, yeah, I do, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm special like that uh, <laughs> or I'm high maintenance special. like that. High maintenance like that. I bring my own coffee pot because I don't like to do Keurigs and I don't believe in K-Cups. <laughs> And uh, so I bring my own drip pour coffee maker. I would bring a Chemex, but that just makes more work for me that I have to heat up water. And stuff, so. Basically, camping in a hotel with all your shit that you bring. Yes, yes, yes. Short of the tent and the sleeping bag, yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's just kind of my style and how I roll. And, you know, people call it extra. I call it being prepared. Uh, <laughs> tactical, if you will. But uh, Smart tacro tips. <laughs> smart tacro tips. Exactly. STT. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of my style and everything. And I know some people are very minimal when anything when they travel, but only one bag. And I usually have like two bags and everything because I also got to carry along the boots too and everything. And so there's usually two different pairs of boots that I bring along because there's different pants that I wear. So I can't just wear one pair of pants all week. And so I have to <laughs> and then, the boots. then there's Josh and Rudy waiting at the bar texting Tony, hey, where the hell are you at, man? You want to come out? You know, we set these plans up at the fair, you know. Where are you at? And then nothing. And, and I know in my head, you, you said it earlier, like, I know you're, you're, you're quote unquote busy, uh, but I know your fucking legs kicked up drinking a beer, finger in your belly, you know, belly button. <laughs> having a good, having a good night. I think you've seen actual footage of this. I have. I, have. I, I was a part of it. I was a part of it. I don't remember last time. If you remember last time, uh, we had a few beers. That's and true. Uh, yeah, I, I'm also purpose. just. I'm not at your level at all. Like we uh, last night, we did a, a Snapchat send a chug or what? See chug, send a chug. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, something like that. And uh, of course, I was an idiot and uh, did that. Sent it to Tony, and I just thought we'd do one. This fucker comes back two, three, four times. See <laughs> a chug, send a chug. And by that fourth time, like I looked at it and I was already messed up. I was like, dude, like. Uh, I I don't drink. I I honestly just don't drink anymore, and yeah. so I had three or four beers, and sadly I was feeling it. It's very sad because I used to be able to pound alcohol in college, but you know don't live that alcoholic lifestyle anymore like Antonio de la Cruz does. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke I'm not an alcoholic. I can stop drinking. I just don't want to. <laughs> if they took your blood it would be black rifle coffee and beer pretty modelo much. yeah pretty yeah. modelo and uh, guns and oil um are the two preferred but right now since we're in uh, in these quarantine times i buy in bulk so i usually just get like a 12 pack of modelo uh, sometimes if i'm daring enough an 18 pack i was gonna say that's bulk 12 is bulk i figured yeah, well, you'd have I buy, the, 36. I buy for the week and sometimes it's like two uh, beers a day or stuff like that, anything, right? Because now I, I do a lot more whiskey now that we're at home, um, oh. which I think has helped to refine the Ted Williams esque voice that I have. Uh, <laughs> that's the whiskey talking and everything that I that I normally do now and everything. Uh, the three finger pour. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Three, yeah, three so uh, you know, there, there's that too and everything that that also helps me out and to kind of deal with these times. And so I just think it's so weird now because you you or at least. In my county, you have to wear your face mask whenever you're out in public mm. and you're going into retail spaces. And so, liquor stores. I thought that was. Huh? I, thought was I thought that was a state law. 
Uh, no, because there were certain counties that, like Bear County out in San Antonio, they barely implemented it uh, <laughs> like last week or the week Bastards. before, something like that. Everything like officially yeah. official. Before that, it was kind of a suggestion, but mm-hmm. now it's like official. Uh, but yeah, yeah, everything here and uh, where I'm at and everything, we've had it in place now for, I think this is like our fourth, fifth week now, maybe going into it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's officially have to wear face masks. And so, I, I mean, thankfully for me, liquor stores are considered essential. <laughs> they've been open uh, th- th- this whole time. And so I went into the liquor store the other day and walked in and then I had my face mask on and I know the owner and everything and they know me and they were just laughing because I'm like looking around like I'm casing the joint and everything like I'm going to rob it and they're just laughing their butt off at me like seriously dude and I'm like well, I just feel so weird wearing this face mask inside of here like give me all your whiskey and they're like alright dude whatever your whiskey's over there <laughs> so it's just I don't know there, there were strange times that we live in but it's by no means demeaning the situation it's just they're very unusual times and I mean yeah. for us working in higher ed we're always working a year in advance trying to recruit the next class yes. and recruit the next class. And yes. I mean, they're telling tales right now and everything in terms of, you know, what's going to happen. How's it going to look? How does enrollment look? Mm-hmm. What are my classes going to look like? Am I going to be on your campus? Am I going to be off your campus? You know, so all these questions start to pop up and you're kind of like, uh, I mean, give me a second here while I, while I answer your first question. So yeah, it's definitely changed how we do things a lot here and everything. And I mean, I've just kind of coped with everything. I get to work with, uh, I've always had my two dogs and everything here at home, but now my wife gets to work here from home too and stuff like that. So we take lunch together every day, stuff like that. I think we usually cook for dinner or I'll go grab some barbecue and everything from our local local spot here. Um, from, John can, huh? from John Cunningham? Huh? From John Cunningham? Well, I go get eggs from John Cunningham every now and then when the grocery store runs low uh, from his farm. <laughs> Uh, his little garden area but uh i'll go to my local barbecue place and and i, I was telling my wife the other day i was like man i was like you know they kind of already knew us before like they not by name but they would know us by face whenever we went like hey you know you guys haven't been by in a while but now and everything i they i was telling uh, angela this the other day or anything from purpose uh, or now from uh, tsc uh but i was telling angela the other day or anything i was like you know these people here at willie bees they know me so well now or anything because i called in my order and then they're like oh did you want that with the jalapenos and i'm like yeah, how do you know? <laughs> like, like, literally, that's, that's, that's stupid me. fucking way to say jalapeno. I know. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, throwing They're like, oh, it's this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Antonio. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you already know me. And, and uh, the daughter's name is Amber and everything. And so she's like, yes, I know you, Tony. I don't know where anything. And I joked with them one time because they have this. Uh, I mean, it's a barbecue place, but they also have these, like, giant tortillas that you can get. And they do flour tortillas, and they wrap up, you know, whatever meat you want, and it's just a, you know, barbecue burrito. And so I always customize my burrito and everything because they, they have their way of making it, and I have my way of making it. And so I keep telling them to just make me my own burrito and call mm-hmm. it the Tony D. And then I was like, and it's going to have its own slogan. I'll make T-shirts of it, and it's going to say, you're going to love my meat in your mouth. And, uh, and so when I called in this last time, they're like, oh, do you want the Tony D? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, is it official yet? They're like, well, we have to talk to my mom, but we're working on it for you. And I'm like, oh, man, y'all got to put the slogan, though, if you do it. They're like, I don't know. My mom's kind of Christian. I don't know if she'll want to do that. But So I've been working on it. I've been trying to get a burrito a week every every day. I mean, every uh, at least once a week. And, trying to get and, and there's your, your quarantine 15 right there. It could be. It could be. I mean, uh, the, the day. You're still not back on that wrapped in freaking tortillas <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna go i want to go happy i don't want to be some skinny little dude um i don't want to look great and die 
I'd rather, you know, look the way I look. And I'd rather be ugly and happy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with a full tummy. Exactly, when I go. Because I don't know if they're going to feed me in the afterlife. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, I've always joked and everything that I've lived multiple lives. And that, uh, you know, in a, in a past life, I was, I was in the Civil War. I, I do believe that. I was in the Civil Why? War. Why? What, what, just, just how, how did that... Huh? How did that even come to be? So, this uh, there was no beer involved on this on this particular. <laughs> sure. Okay. But uh, I was talking with a couple of friends of mine, and there were some things that they were saying anything about the Civil War, and I was like, you know, I actually remember that. And then they're like, what? And I was like, no, no, I'm serious. I was like, uh, I don't know, guys, but I think I actually won the Civil War. Like, I, I think I did the defining blow, and then they're like, seriously, and I'm like, no, the defining blow. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. The I, last shot that won the Civil War. I'm at least, hey, at least you're on the correct side, right? The winning side. Yes. The, yeah. the Union. Yes, I was a Union soldier. Okay. Um, okay. I do recall certain songs, and um, I look at pictures sometimes, and I'm like, I, I think I was in a bunker. <laughs> Henry. <with that> guy. <laughs> you're like Henry, is that you? <laughs> yeah, like you know, you know, the Luke. Are you there? No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just. I mean, it, it's a half joke, half seriousness, but I, I don't know. I really do believe that I have been around for a while because I, I feel I've always felt like I'm an old soul. I like older music. I'm weird with my with my taste. I have very particular taste. Sometimes it's so simple, it's complicated. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> or you're just old. That too, right? ah, you know. That, just that's just too too. You know, like I am thirty something years old now. You know, Tim Riggins plus one. I'm thirty four years old now. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I just feel like I've been around a while, and I always have this joke and everything, too, that I always tell my wife, like, yeah, you know, I was like, on one of my lives, I died very young, I, I don't have a lot of memory of that life, because I, I died very young, um, I had a golden chariot, and I remember that I had a limp, basically, I was King Tut, you know, that's, that's my whole thing, <laughs> the, you know, it's just these, these random stories and everything that I, that I come up with, but I don't know, I do believe that the, you know, I have been around for a while, and I don't think my mission is done yet here on Earth. So whenever it is done, I want to leave, or whenever I'm done with this life, I want to leave with a full belly, perhaps a shot of whiskey, and, uh, you know, I always joke with my wife and everything that I want my, my uh, I'm going to say my wedding, my funeral to be uh, to be a happy one. I was like, you know, I want to invite all my friends, and even John has a joke about this. John says that I have a, I have a dying request that I'm the first one at my own funeral, since I'm always early to everything. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was joking with my wife and everything that I wanted to be a happy occasion. I was like, I mean, I understand people are going to grieve in their own ways, but I want it to be a happy occasion, and I want there to be alcohol served there. Everybody better take a shot of whiskey. You know, as I get lowered into the ground, if you want to pour it on my casket, I'll I'll drink it. Don't worry, I'll make it. I'll put it to good use. But uh, and my wife's like, do you want to get buried with a bottle of whiskey? I was like, no, that's a bit excessive. I don't want to waste a good bottle of whiskey. Yeah, you know, y'all drink that for me. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like. You know, Damn, you've when, really thought about that. I have, I have. I've even thought about whether I want to be cremated, mm. and uh, the jury's still out on that one. Because I've thought about getting cremated, and then ever since we were in the Pacific, that water is hella cold, man. No, and that's uh, what Tiffany says to you. It's like no way. Like, I mean, obviously, if you go during the winter or off season, then sure, sure, it's gonna be cold. But during the summer, man. Perfect. Beautiful. It was like 53 Beautiful. when we were there. Uh, when did you go? Uh, July, actually. Really? Yeah, it was 53 in July. Global and warming. we were out looking for great The world's waves. ending. Huh? Oh, yeah. world's ending. Global warming. Seriously, man. That guy they, changed They're onto something. <laughs> Maybe. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So ever since then, I was like, maybe I would want my ashes scattered in an ocean somewhere since it is kind of cold. <laughs> and I do like cold weather. That'd be fun. But yeah, I mean, I haven't fully thought that part out. But I do know that uh, there's a funeral home here in Edinburgh, actually, where I'm currently living now. Uh, legacy funeral home but the dude's so cool that funeral director I've always been like deathly afraid of funeral homes because it's just too many negative memories and oh, stuff like yeah. that and everything, right? I mean as I'm sure it would be for a lot of people but uh, I've always been afraid of them but his funeral home is so cool like any funeral that you've ever been there to anything because my wife used to be part of this group and uh, they had uh, like community bingos there at the funeral home. I was like, a oh, community bingo oh, at the funeral home? But yeah. he has like an event center attached to it too and like whenever they have excuse me, a funeral, it really is a celebration of life. Like, he has a bar there inside the funeral home. And he's got, like, little lounge areas and stuff like that. And so it's like, you come, you celebrate the life of somebody, and you, you know, kick back and everything with a drink and everything with your, your loved ones and everything, your surviving loved ones. So it was it was kind of a unique thing and everything. And I've gotten to, like, know him and everything over the years. And I'm like, dude, I want to have my funeral here. I don't know if you'll be around by then or what, what will happen. I was like, but I really hope that they never change this place because... I want my funeral here, and then I'll decide whatever I want to do and anything, right? Like, between now and then, anything where they want to be cremated or stuff like that. And he's just like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm glad you like it. Like, that's the whole point of it. Like, I wanted to take away that negative ambiance of it and right. that negative connotation. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I've, I've always thought that I wanted to be cremated, and I, I think I'm going to roll that way. Um, just because, I don't know, man, like, funeral, funeral services, buying a casket, so damn expensive, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, you just, I just feel bad putting that on a loved one to deal with after and having to pay for it or any of that. It's just like, just freaking stick me in the fire, get the ashes, and, uh, you know, go find a sentimental place to spread my ashes. But know that I'm, I'm in a better place and, um, pain-free or whatever may have happened to, to... I don't know if I was sick or ill. Uh, you know, I'm a better place. I'm in heaven and enjoying myself. So don't don't worry about me on earth. And it's funny you kind of mention all this, uh, not to get morbid or, or sad, but my grandpa passed away a few yeah. weeks ago. And so my my parents and my grandmother, um, they're you know obviously going through the debate. You know, do we do the funeral? Do we uh, cremate him? So we've decided that we'll cremate him, and, and we did. It's already been done. Um, cre- cremate him, and then we're going to do a family trip out to Hawaii um, because that was like his place with my grandma oh, where they went cool. all the time for their honeymoon and for trips, and his brother had a, a house out there, so they went there a lot. And um, yeah, I think we're just going to take a family trip and spread his ashes, and that'll be that. You know, that's that's kind of... You know, you live for that. You get to celebrate the life of a loved one, and you know your, your journey. Your, your journey's over. So, definitely, definitely, that's pretty cool, man. But yeah, I remember um, seeing that and everything online, and yeah. reaching out to you and stuff like that. Again, because it's never easy, especially when it's somebody close like that. Right, um, right. You know, and I remember because correct me if I'm wrong. One of our boot camps that we had in the summer that we usually host and everything. One of them was. Uh, when you when you had to yeah. head out, he he was uh, one of the reasons, right? Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I had a feeling that it was connected to, and we don't have to get into that story. But I remembered that that uh, you know when it popped up, everything, and now like you know I mentioned Josh and everything. Right, my wife knows exactly who I'm talking about, right? Because most of the time I mention like a name of a friend, and she's just like, who again? Who yeah. who's this again? And I'm like, oh my good buddy, my good buddy, and so like she won't know exactly who, but. 
And I was like, oh, you know, Josh's uncle, I mean, excuse me, uncle, I was like, Josh's grandpa just passed away, and she's like, oh, shit, really? And I was like, yeah, and so I was telling her that story thing about boot camp, she's like, oh, I remember you saying that, that he had a jet, and, you know, some people had questions about why is he leaving, and it's like, because he's got to leave, that's why he's leaving. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just like, I mean, you got to go, you got to go, whatever reason, I mean, even if you hadn't given a reason, like, I'm one of those that it's like, somebody tells you they got to go, it's probably because they got to go, let them go. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah, I remember that, and so I mean, good, good to hear that now he's he's able to rest and stuff like that. I think, and that's pretty cool of y'all that you're going to be able to. Uh, hopefully, once all this opens up again, and I think you'll be able to go out there and, and honor him. For real, I think I think the hardest part was not being able to go home to kind of um, finalize it in my head personally. You know, yeah. because I'm stuck over here. I'm able to grieve over here, but you're not able to grieve with your family members and, and doing so by the telephone and by Skype. It's just not, it's not the same feeling. Um, so whenever, again, those travel restrictions kind of loosen up, I'm, I'm excited to head home and, you know, just give my loved ones a, a hug. And um, But I had, I had come to terms with his passing because he, he was sick, man. And, you know, uh, he had Crohn's, Crohn's disease and, um, forget all the other, uh, Parkinson's disease, and yeah. he, he's had a ton of, sur- yeah, he literally was just a sick guy, and so it ended up happening, um, I got to see him in December, because that's when I went home, uh, December of 2019, mm-hmm. was able to see him, give him a hug, tell him I love him, um, but I knew when I came back to Texas, I told Tiffany, I was like, that's, that's probably gonna be the last time I, I see him. And uh, it was sad because three months later was my wedding here uh, this past March on March 9th. And they had flown out a week before, and he was on on the plane, man. Wow. He flew out. He made it to Texas. Yeah. And uh, they spent the day at the uh, in Waco at the silos, mm-hmm. you know, checking that out. And um, they freaking went back to the hotel. And uh, I guess he just had a rough night. And he's got... Um, because I'm not sure if it's his Parkinson's, he just doesn't have control over his, um, his chewing and swallowing. And so when he swallows, his food actually goes into the wrong hole. It goes into his lungs. And because of that, it causes pneumonia. And, uh, basically he's had pneumonia the past three months, Mm -hmm. just fighting it because food just keeps getting lodged, lodged in his lungs. And sure enough, uh, like I said, they went to Waco that night. They went to bed, and it was a rough night for him. He was struggling to breathe, and they had to rush him to the hospital. And the sad thing was, it's it, that was right when the pandemic started breaking out of this COVID nineteen shit, oh. and they had to put my family um, in a separate isolation area, put face masks on them. Wow. They weren't allowed to see him because they're like, we have to treat him like he has it because mm-hmm. y'all flew on a plane, you came from California. Um, you know, this is the precaution we have to take. And they did the test, and it took freaking two days to get back. Sure enough, he was negative, but um, from that point. I, I just knew there was no recovering because of the pneumonia and just, just the weakened state of his body. And uh, after, of course, he didn't make the wedding. Um, and after that happened, uh, my grandma was out here for about another week. And um, they were able to do a medical transport. And instead of flying him out there, they did a freaking dude 24-hour nonstop driving medical transport to Southern California. Damn. From freaking, yeah, from freaking Austin, Texas 
to San Juan Capistrano. So that's over, I don't even know, that's a 22-hour trip maybe? Yeah, and, yeah something like that. Um, they were able to get him home to California. They're setting stuff up for hospice care, you know, for the house. They have mm-hmm. him like a live-in staff. Yeah. And, uh, man, as soon as he got home, um, they had to go take him to the local hospital where he, um, I think he went in, got checked up. They kind of cleared him. He went back home and uh, later passed the following night. Um, and you could just kind of tell, you know, the, the family was all around. And my sister called and was like, hey, you know, do you want to, um, you know, talk to him, say goodbye and stuff. And sure enough, you know, he passed that night. And, um, you know, you're sad about it, but just definitely happy that uh, he's in a better place and pain-free. So yeah. enough about all the sad stuff, but <laughs> just casually drop that in there. No, no, I mean, it's uh, it's important, man, because it, it's still, like, those, those are the types of things that still define you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and they impact you, right, and everything, and they change your perspective on what you do and how you do it, and it, it brings things back into perspective, right, real quick and everything, how, you know, you just never know how much time you're going to have with your loved ones and, you know, stuff like that and everything, right? So, like, it makes you, you know, as cliche as it sounds, right, it does make you, you know, come back home and hug your loved ones a little bit tighter and yeah. make sure that, you know, the last time that you talk to them for the day, right, you let them know how you feel and all that good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely important. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not it doesn't go without being understood, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, that was... Uh, some, some crazy stuff or anything that just kind of happened real quick and everything and it's like you know, yeah man crazy stuff times happens, stuff happens crazy in times. cycles and you know you you got some time with your grandpa which was which was good and everything right before everything else but like, like and i can totally see what you're saying you know how you know you don't have the full full closure yet because right. you didn't get to yeah. go back uh, you know home and everything right for that for that time so yeah, yeah. Definitely something and, to look forward to when, when once all this lifts. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of weird to to get married and during that whole weekend, I didn't even think about COVID nineteen and how much it was spreading, and just so thankful we were able to get married right before man. Like literally, if it was the next weekend, we we would have probably had to cancel it and yep. move it or something yeah, um, because it just it just happened that fast and. We went from uh, the wedding to uh, we took a short little quick honeymoon out in Wimberley, Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, um, kind of got an Airbnb cabin out there, had fun for about a day or two, and then we came back home, and then we had to do a, a two-week quarantine, a self-quarantine, because I was with people who flew from other states, and uh, Sam Houston made me do that. So it's from wedding to honeymoon to quarantine. <laughs> and then um, towards the end of that two weeks, I was like a day or two from being able to go back to the university. And then that's when they're just like, nope, stay at home order for Brian College Station. You're stuck for two weeks. And then it, that obviously two weeks just got extended towards where we are now. Yeah. And uh and it's still, I think, the crazy part of it, man, it's just all, it's so uncertain. These are crazy times where we just have no idea um, what's going on and, and how to fix it and just having to adjust and adapt. And this next week, we're hopefully going to find out if we can go back to campus uh, sometime soon and what that date might be. And then hopefully we can all resume normal life. 
Yeah, and then the, I mean, from that, right, and everything comes what is really normal, what's going to be mm. normal, or is there going to be a new normal, right? Right. Thing where normal life means going back to day-to-day operations on campus, but, mm. you know, students stay online or, you know, mm. businesses remain closed for the most part, you know, with the exception right. of a few. And so it's, it's a crazy, crazy time in the world, and... I mean, the best thing, I mean, even us and everything, like, my wife and I, right, like, we've been staying away from our family, like, our moms mm. and stuff like that. Like, our moms live about 30 minutes away from where we're at, but we've been staying away and stuff like that. Anyway, just because if I'm asymptomatic, if I have something and I'm not experiencing mm. any symptoms, but I have it and I'm contagious, contagious and not even know it, I don't want to, you know, unknowingly give something to my mother because my mother's elderly. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. Anything. So I, I don't want to go and, you know, mess her up either. Anything. And I know she's got my sister that's also her, her provider and stuff like that and takes care of her. So I'm like, okay, well, as long as I can keep hearing from my sister, since my mom doesn't really care to have a house phone and stuff like that and everything. So I usually just communicate with my mom through my sister. But as long as I can hear that my mom's doing good, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and endanger her by like, hey, mom, let me give you a hug because right, I haven't right. seen you in a while and I miss you. You know, I'd rather just, you know, let her know, like, hey, once this is good and, you know, we know that we're okay, then, then I'll start going back around, stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's just craziness right now and, you know, changing, adapting, uh, or I guess the, the the operative word that everybody's been using is pivoting, right? And everything, pivoting into different ways yeah. and pivoting into different ways to do stuff. But, yeah, so it's... So it's a, definitely a change in what we do, but you know we we will get better and we will get stronger from this, um, and yeah, you know we'll see we'll see how it goes. I was definitely blessed to be able to get out there and everything for the wedding. Took my truck out there like a true Texan, and uh, and uh, had whiskey and everything in the truck and stuff like that. I think I know it was open bar, uh, but I still had some whiskey in the truck. And uh, Yvette's husband got the privilege of getting some of my Lead Slinger's whiskey. Really? He was messed up. He was a huge fan of my whiskey and kept wanting more whiskey later on as the day went on. And I was like, dude, I only brought a flask. Like, like I have to bring some class to this. You know, they, they said right. it's an open bar. They said no outside beer, right. no outside liquor. So I only brought a flask. And uh, Charlene and her husband were just laughing at us the whole time, and I think. And then Travis was cracking up, and Travis was like, "Hey, I was supposed to get a bottle of that whiskey." I'm like, "Yeah, but I didn't know you were coming out here, fucker. Like, you didn't tell me you were coming to the wedding." Right. So it was just hilarious, and well, we can't really ship the whiskey and stuff like that, right? So it was just. I kept telling him, whenever we're in the same city again, I'll, I'll hook you up. But then I think he's got a new role now, and he's no longer going to be traveling anymore. This is true. Uh, and and so, he's about to be a dad too. Yeah, he's also going to be a baby daddy. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I definitely, you know, was talking to him and everything and telling him, you know, like, congratulations on procreating and all that <laughs> good stuff, you know, I think repopulating the world and yeah, all that fun stuff. But a tip of the cap to you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Tip of the, tip of the hat to you, sir. And, uh, obviously you did not do just a tip. And, uh, <laughs> Full penetration. I, I think I might've made that joke and, and his wife and just kind of like, did he, uh, did, did he just say that? And Travis is like, yeah, that's yeah, Tony for you. <laughs> He's and my crazy. wife was it's like, okay. hit me under the table, like, stop. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. Yeah, she was just laughing. Yeah, so it was it was a good time, though. It was a really cool little spot and everything y'all chose out there. So that was neat. Yeah, man. Um, to be out there and experience that. What's that? It's always good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man. And Well, we stayed out in Buddha. Uh, yeah, way so the hell out there. Yeah, I was in Buddha just because I didn't want to be 
um, too close to the west side or the south side or anything like that. I wanted to get close to the downtown, downtown side, but then we traveled with our dogs, and so when we got back and everything, our dogs were just not having our neighbors, and they kept barking at them through the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was trying to get them quieted down before we ended up getting kicked out of the hotel or anything, so it was just like, oh, so... Walk, went walking with them and everything, tired them out, and then they knocked out. So that was good. And by then it was just pizza and beer and everything for me and the wife and everything. So I just ordered <laughs> Papa John's for us, and we just crashed out, man. You know me. Crank, crank that AC, D, AC down to 69. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the perfect temperature, of course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the ideal situation. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, man, I always crank down those ACs. And that's also another reason why you and I got along was because we both – Love the colder t- and cooler Dude. temperatures and everything, yes. especially in hotel rooms. And Rudy is Rudy another brother of the same cloth and everything. Yes. Cranks that AC down. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are just the necessary things. I even have that set on my shout out to IHD profile, but I have it set up on my IHD profile, like when, on the special request. I always yeah. tell them to crank down the AC as cl- as close as it gets down there. Shut uh, the fuck up. No, I'm, I'm being serious, and I will show this to you. I'll screenshot it one day and I'll send it to you. Uh, so you can see this, uh, and I guess if we ever get a social media for this page, I'll post it up on there too, just so people know. Like it started from day one, it's been there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I have it on there, and I think I put 63 or 64, uh, the ideal temperature. And I always put, you know, can you please move the AC down to 63 or 64 so that the room will be nice and crispy when I get there. And one of the times when I got to one of the one of the hotels that I was staying, I was hotel hopping during Border Run, and I think I was in Crystal City, or either Crystal City or Uvalde, I can't remember where I was staying at, but I walked into the ISG, and then they're like, oh, thank you for being remembered, all this good stuff, and then they're like, oh, sir, and we did get your preferences, you are in a room away from the elevator, as you always request, nice. and we did set the temperature down, we know you asked for 63, we put it down to 60 for you, because that's the coldest it gets, Whoa. so that it can be the optimal crispiness upon your arrival, and, I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, we did this about two hours ago, so the room should be perfect for you right now, and I'm like, yes, like, customer service, I was like, thank you, it's always the small cities in Texas, man, that you get that really good customer service, that's so, so funny the, though. The you ones. definitely, you definitely would do that. That's that's a Tony move right there. Putting it down. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I I, I did the. Uh, I actually like being closer to the elevator for some really? reason. Yeah, man. I just when I get off the elevator, I just want to be right at my room. I don't want to have to go down a fucking long hallway trying to figure out where what direction I need to go in and take the left and right and right. Yeah, exactly. Just put me right there, man. Just out of the elevator. There's my room. Great. Let's go. Gotcha. Um, but now I know I can adjust the temperature. Um, yeah, well, so I always request it. I mean, that. they don't always do it, but I always, uh, you know, because they don't always honor those preferences. And you're true. Sometimes people don't even look at them, right? Like, so they wouldn't right. even know that they existed. But yeah. uh, I always put it on there. And I always do the away from the elevator only because the little ding gets annoying to me, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night. Or especially if, like, the elevator doesn't have carpeted floor and then that little whatever mini lobby that's there right outside the elevator is also hardwood and then the rest of the floors are carpet uh, but that whole little yeah. the suitcase rolling on it or yep, like yep. kids running on there and i'm just like mm-hmm. man i'm an old soul i gotta have my somewhat of a creature comfort of like not being with with everybody around me and this last time when we did gulf coast yeah when, when i was coasting the gulf on on the tackle run <laughs> 
uh, it was hilarious because Sophia and I from A&M Corpus were pretty much almost at the same hotel like every night. I'm like, where are you at? This one? This one? And it's just like, what the heck? Like, we didn't even... Which never out. happens. It, never know. happens ever. Exactly. And I was like, we, we, was like you, we couldn't have even planned it better if we had actually, like, coordinated hotels <laughs> like, and we're at the same hotel. Like, we just had the same mentality thinking. Right. And, uh, but she ended up telling me one hotel that I was going to stay at, she's like, oh, I stayed there last night and it was not good. Like, they had no hot water. They had none of this. I was like, crap. So, literally, in the middle of the fair, we had a mini intermission. I ran out of the fair and switched out my hotel real quick. Got another hotel in, uh, uh, somewhere in the spring area there and everything in Houston. But in the spring area, it was close to the Sugarland area. And uh, it was just, I mean, I thought it would be good and everything on the way out to, to stay there. And So, I switched my hotel last minute to a stay bridge, which we all know if you travel IG, stay bridge usually accommodates you a little bit more. Than mm-hmm. an IHG or IHG Express, and so they actually swapped me out, and they're like, "We met your room preferences. We we got you in a room away from the elevator. We we actually figured you'd be tired because we we know you've been traveling all week. We looked at your records, and I'm like, that's so creepy that y'all look at records. But I was like, I'm thankful in this regard because they they right. like, we looked at your record. We saw you've been traveling all week. This is your last night before you head back to wherever you're coming from. Jeez. And so we actually booked you into a, a room and everything that it has its own hallway. There's nobody else there with you. This Whoa. is actually the room that we use whenever artists come into town and they, they ask for their own hallway. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah. So you have a whole room to yourself. We automatically upgraded you to the suite. So you have a full kitchen and everything and, you know, extended Jeez. room, private little mini bath. And I'm like, what the heck? I was like, for one night, they're like, yeah, your room even has a little writing desk. So if you need to, you know, have a moment to write some stuff. I'm like, I have homework to do. Thank you so much. That's, yeah, perfect. And, uh, yeah, man, so it was, like, one night stay. I mean, literally only a couple of hours because I needed to be on the road early the next day. But it was just, like, you know, they went out of their way to, to take care of me. And so I was like, man, I'm always going to come back to this place now. So That's badass. And where yeah. was that again in the Gulf Coast? Where at? Uh, that was uh, near the Sugarland area. I want to say it was, like, something Springs, somewhere in the Springs area. I got to look at my record. Hmm. Um, but there was like a ton of uh, retail around the area like you literally had to like get off the freeway and then there was like a fountain or something that was like sprouting out and then there was like a bunch (laughs) of retail spaces everywhere around and then like you know kind of tucked away there was like an at home uh, or not an at home a uh, one of of those new little pop up uh, you know uh, Hilton hotels and everything something home and then uh, it was the uh, Home 2 Home 2 yes Home 2 yes one of those, and, and then right next to that and everything was the uh, the stay bridge and everything. So I'll have to get you that, that one there, everything. But they were they were super cool and super nice. And they even had, uh, because it was kind of chilly and everything, they had, you know, that you can make your own little chocolates and I don't know what else. So I was like, this nice. is cool, man. I was like, I just want a beer, but this is cool. <laughs> I mean, cliche me, right? You know, typical me, just wanting a beer and coffee in the morning. But yeah, yeah it was it was pretty neat so that was that was the fun travel season this year and anything in, in gulf coast and the um, perks of travel sir um, <gasps> seriously, man. for our for our many listeners um again going back we're recruiters so we get to go visit different places throughout the state of texas and in the fall there's specific weeks called tacro weeks the texas association of college admissions counseling or registrars whatever it is but anyways, there's set up weeks where we go to the Rio Grande Valley, Dallas, Houston, Gulf Coast, Coastal Bend, San Antonio, Central Texas, and we go and recruit students at these different high schools. And so the perks of being a recruiter is that you're gone for pretty much a week at a time. So five or six days, six days if you head early on a Sunday or head back late, and uh, you get to either hotel hop or stay at the same hotel. 
And it's always wise for us to choose a specific brand. So you and I are both our IHG reward mm-hmm. members. So that's your Holiday Inns, Candlewood Suites, Stay Bridges, Hotel Indigos. Um, so, hey, maybe you get a sponsor by them. <laughs> but any, anyways, yeah, you stay there. And I chose them because you get chingos of points. Like you get so many points uh, for staying there. And, of course, uh, if you had a certain amount of nights, then you get to move up to the next level of membership. And the perks are pretty cool because, especially when I first started out, man, like I got so many points that I got to use those um, during my vacations. Um, yep. Yep. And I wouldn't have to pay for a hotel wherever I went. Like I remember going to Louisiana and uh, been out to Tennessee and uh, Oregon and just these different states and not having to pay for the hotels because you had so many points that covered that. Um, so kind of cool points. And then of course, like if you fly airlines, um, I don't, I doubt you, I don't think you fly at all, but, uh, I just flew once and, you know, you sign up for airline tickets and I know certain schools like Texas tech, like sometimes they have to fly if they're really far and, uh, mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool recruiter perks, uh, just to kind of get that up. And obviously our per diem too, where, uh, we get to use, money to pay for food and hotel and and that can be anything man so it's it's definitely a cool part about our jobs is that travel part where we get to one go meet a bunch of people but two get to use the state the perks and we got state vehicles too uh, you got yeah. a nice what car do you have what type of car you um, have I have, well we had rentals and everything for this uh this last run and everything this like since february i just actually returned really which is we're not really running right now uh, and I thought you I had your own UTSA vehicle. I did. I did. We had fl- university fleet vehicles, but you know, it was just such a pain getting maintenance on those things um, mm. because we had to use our Voyager cards and stuff like that. And things. So they, they um, relegated those to main campus and then we got uh, rental cars. They were fleet rental cars. And so it was like a special contract and everything through Enterprise. So right. another rewards program right now. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. To capitalize on. Um, and so they, all the regionals had Toyota Corollas. I affectionately named mine Adam, as in Adam Corolla. And, uh, okay, that's fair. And so, so it, was, it was a blast, man. I literally only had him from February to, like, first, second week of March, and then I didn't really get to travel anymore with him. Cause but we, you had one previously, though. Yes, I did when have I was a, down a Chevy Pimpala. A Chevy yes. Pimpala. Uh, or the oh, Automobile no. number 82, yeah. <laughs> Badass. Yeah, I had a. I still have a, a Chevy Equinox. Um, I agree, dude. Those the the fleet vehicles are super nice, very convenient. But damn, man, like that the maintenance or something goes wrong, and you got to use that damn Voyager card. And of course, literally no one uses it. Um, right. So it's always hard to find an approved vendor, and if not, you got to freaking pay out of pocket and go through the refund refund process. Excuse me, can't talk. Yeah, yeah, but that's why we, we had tried to um, alleviate a lot of those different times and stuff like that, because sometimes I'd be like at a fire show for like three or four hours getting stuff done, right, oil changes and what have you, and I mean, mm-hmm. you try to do what you can, or at least, you know, I would, and I'd try to get to know people and be like, hey, you know, like, can I bring it by to you, what is a certain time of the day that I can bring it by that i literally be out of here in the least amount of time. Like, you know, I'm not trying to waste your time or mine, but right. just saying, man, like, or can I bring somebody a, a dozen donuts and get out of here faster? Like, what I got to do, man? And, you know, it, it really wasn't a... a and did it work? 
Not all the time. Not all the time. No, it didn't. There, there really wasn't like a concrete thing that I could do because it also depended on their business that they had going for that day and, you know, what type of service I needed done. And every now and then it'd be like I needed an inspection, but, you know, there's only one guy certified to do inspections or what have you. And so, you know, it was, it was a challenge sometimes. And, you know, and also with our schedules too, right? Cause we're always go, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and trying to get, you know, all these school visits done and stuff like that and everything. So it was, uh, it was a little, it was a lot of that. And that's why they had switched over to enterprise and any maintenance was going to be done through enterprise. And we were going to keep that car from February through probably like August one, but now with the halting on travel and stuff like that, anything we don't, we weren't really using them, and we weren't going to use them for you know a couple of months now, and everything. So we just went ahead and returned them, and everybody was uh, everybody always makes fun of me because I, I can usually get stuff done faster. I have a guy for something, or I have somebody that can help me out with something, and I have friends in places and things like that, and so I have a lot of connections that I've built up, um, and that's on purpose because I've always said it since day one. I'm not good to do a, I'm not good at a whole lot of things, so I find people that are good at that, and I just use them exclusively. And that's why I can say, like, oh, I have a guy for my tires. I have a guy for this. I have a guy for that because I, I'm not good at changing tires. I'm not good at, you know. <laughs> You've got a guy. You're like Joe Rogan. I have a friend. I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend who does this. Yeah. Friend. I've got a friend. I know someone. Yeah, exactly. I can make a call, you know. I mean, or nowadays, right, send a text or whatever. But uh, everybody was, like, complaining, like, oh, man, it was so hot. I had to go return my fleet vehicle and, or my rental vehicle and all that stuff. And I was trying to find somebody to give me right back because I had to go out to the one in Far, which is like 35 minutes away from me, and it was out of it the range. Far. Of, yeah, it was in, it was far because it was all the way out in Far, but it was one of those uh, areas where I was out of their range where they couldn't drive over here to pick me up or to drop me off or stuff like that. So uh, John's house was in range, but not mine. So I was like, well, I mean, I guess John could bring me home, but I don't want to put that up on John. So. I had right. made a deal to where I could take it on Monday, or I was going to take it on Monday, but my uh, staff, our staff was like, oh, no, you need to turn it in by Friday. So I'm like, okay, well, let me make a call. So I called my buddy up over there, I think, who's a the manager there at the far location. I was like, hey, man, I'm kind of in a bind. I need to get it back to you guys today, but I know you all can't bring me back. And he's like, well, you know, with all this COVID stuff, we're actually working on stuff right now. We're, we'll come to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to minimize the people that come here. So if you don't really have to come here, you don't have to come here. So I'll just go pick it up from you. I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah, man, just don't, don't even sweat it, dude. Just give me, hook me up with a bottle of water when I get there. I'm like, cool, man, I got you. And so he came out here, picked up the car for me and everything, got it all legitimized, sent me the email and everything with the final confirmation, all that good stuff. And so when I sent that up to campus, Luis and everything, my boss was like, what the heck, man? Like, you always get all this special treatment. And I had to go return mine out in Harlingen. And I live out in Lightford. Like, I'm far away. It's because like, you got your people. Yeah, you and I was like, well, I mean, I've said it since day one. I'm not good at a lot of things, so I make friends wherever i go and it's like you know i can meet somebody for five minutes and you know we can become friends for a lifetime i.e josh yeah (laughs) we just like we can hit it off and you know because i'm a firm believer that either you hit it off with somebody or you don't hit it off with somebody like i'm not going to try to force it either right um but yeah it's just one of those things right that if you're good to people if you're a good human you can usually get stuff you know thrown back at you and everything too and all in good time right and everything i don't always do things with the intent to get something back, you know, a lot of times it's just because, you know, it's, it's a good deed to do. And so I just mm-hmm. do a good deed. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, so it was, that's, that's how that got kind of born and everything that I got to get my rental car picked up and 
But yeah, I did have the Chevy Impala there for almost three years, something like that. Yeah. Rowdy Mobile 82 and I, we racked up, I don't know, maybe 40,000 miles driving around this great state of Texas. Easily. Yeah, yeah. and uh, many, many trips to Corpus and to the Gulf Coast and uh, what other places? We went Houston, uh, maybe? Yeah, Houston yeah. a couple times. Houston? Yeah, Houston. Yeah. Uh, I never drove it to Dallas because Dallas is out of our range, so we always fly. The rule is gotcha. if it's more than five hours driving, you fly. Really? Yeah, so we, whenever we had conferences in Dallas, we usually fly because being from the Valley, it's, it's easily seven, eight hours depending on which route you take and all that good stuff. Yeah, Or depending easily. on where you're going to Dallas, too. Uh, yeah, so I never drove it to Dallas, but yeah, pretty much all over the, the great state of Texas and plenty, plenty of times out to Roma, Texas, because I love, <laughs> love Romulus. Which is way the hell out there. Yeah, it's about Damn. a two-hour drive for me from where I live, but I've Edinburgh. cut it down about an hour and a half through little yeah. shortcuts and stuff like that. <laughs> through all the, the time you've driven out there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah the Very recruiter nice. life, man, for us. The recruiter life it is for us. And now it's just a recruiter life, but from home. So, yeah. <laughs> virtual stuff. Right. Revolutionary yeah, technology. I think the cool thing is, like, kind of the network that we got going on down there, the STARN. So, it's the South Texas Area Recruitment Network. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just being able to, to hang out with different people and make friends with the recruiters and, you know, talk shit and, I mean, just have fun and, and build that relation. And, um, I was kind of thinking too with our podcasts and, and something we can hopefully continue doing in the foreseeable future here um, is to invite guests. And I was like, oh man, John would be perfect because yeah. John um, has his little business that, he, his, that he's doing, his little side hustle. Um, Valley Urban Farm, I believe is what it's yep, called. Yep, yep, yep. He's got his own little farm out there. Um, and kind of what you mentioned, Tony produces eggs and veggies and Kind of cool stuff like that. So, yeah, man, I was thinking, heck, yeah, like we could – we have so many people to interview if we were able to move forward with that format and keep this thing going. Oh, yeah, Weird. for sure, for sure. I think uh, I think as we, as we go on, yeah, definitely John would be uh, somebody that I would be interested in getting in here. And, I mean, somebody who's listening to this and who knows us already and knows about recruitment and things like that, I think, I think a lot of people already know John or have heard John talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know those those types of things and everything. But yeah, we can definitely bring in more more people and everything into the party here, and uh, through the mediums of which we're going and everything, I think it'd, it'd be possible that we can record multiple audios on here. So, that would be uh, definitely something to, to keep on doing because really, what we wanted, what Josh and I wanted to do with this and everything is, you know, it's called you know the triple B and everything, right? And everything, beards, bros, and brews. Uh, because you know that's that's just who we are and everything, right? We are some bearded, good-looking bros um, <laughs> that don't mind kicking back with a brew, whether that's a brew of coffee, whether that's a brew of uh, beer, or that's Brewski. a brew of tea. Yeah. Um, you know, and everything. Or I don't know if there's any other brews. Um, I don't know. I guess a witch's brew, but I wouldn't want to drink that <laughs> anyway. But um, yeah, so that that's kind of how this this was born. Um, the idea for this podcast was born, and yeah, we definitely have room to grow in many different directions. However, we want to go with this, and if any sponsors out there want to be part of that beards, bros, and brews, we, we'd love to have y'all too. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there's really no set format. So I think that's going to be the cool thing going forward. Is we don't have an agenda. Um, mm-hmm. That's the cool thing with Josh and I. And I think when when we 
started really thinking about this. We're like, what would we talk about? And it's like, let's not have an agenda. Let's just talk about what <laughs> Anything. we would normally talk about. Right. You know, and everything. And so, yeah, I think the, the first episode and everything, yeah, is definitely just going to be kind of introductory and everything of us and, and kind of our backgrounds. And then from here on forth, you know, you're right, you know topics are, are endless and stuff like that. I think we might stay away from certain things that yes. you know, we, we know people may not approve of or stuff like that. I think this, that, and the third, but... You know, for the most part and everything, we, we give our nonsensical opinions and stuff, and we're by no means expert in a lot of those things that we talk about, but, you know, we, we may know more than others, we may know less than others, but, hey, we, we have fun while we're talking about it, that's that's the main focus here. Uh, yeah, absolutely, just, just, and uh, uh, eventually, we'll, if this thing gets big, we'll have uh, our own version of Jamie, where you can Google our, our stats and make sure we're not just talking about our asses and spewing random shit out there yeah. into the... And, and I, do have, world. I do have Google up, uh, just to clarify. I do have Google <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I can hear case. you typing, sir. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah, just in case we needed to vet anything. I was trying to uh, get into my IHG page right now, anything, but I wasn't able to pull it up fast enough. The Houston location uh, where I stayed at. So I'll, I'll find that and uh, and I'll send it out to you, so that way you know. And you know, if you want to recommend it to anybody that stays out there near you, uh, or that comes to visit you, or anything, once we can start visiting and stuff. But yeah, everything that was the the main thing with this and everything is we wanted to just come out here, have fun. Eventually, yeah, we do want to expand it a little bit further to where we can have uh, a little bit more of a production with this and everything. Have our own version of a Jamie. Maybe we'll have a Jaime. Uh, <laughs> or or a Jamie. I am uh, I am open to hiring a female as well. So we could have a Jaime or a Jamie. Uh, this is true. That that would do this for us and anything, and, and just kind of like verify and anything, whatever we're we're randomly spitting out. Because I mean, I do it. I'm sure Josh. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Kind of just throw out something, and it's like I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Uh, I think, and especially nowadays, right? Anything with all the stuff going on, yes. and all these things Fake changing news. day to day. Like Fake I keep telling news. my wife, like I'm not sure if I read this or if I made maybe I made it up. But she's like, that's not a good way to start off a serious conversation. Work 60% of the time. Yeah, seriously, seriously. 60% of the time, I'm right 100% of the time. Um, at, least that, at least that's what Mr. Burgundy taught me. And uh, yeah, yeah, that and wearing Sex Panther uh, you know, to job interviews. Um, but yeah, what yeah, is that yeah. smell? <laughs> Stuff like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> And now we're demonetized. That's hilarious. Gotta keep it fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's just fun. That's literally what this was just created for. So um, I think uh, going forward and everything, I don't, I don't, I don't want us to ever have a limit on you know what we talk about or anything like that or a set time frame or anything like that because it, in my experience, whenever you confine yourself to something like that, like even when you're giving a speech and you are trying to read it verbatim, you're going to botch it, or at least I do. I botch it, so I never stick to scripts. I never stick to anything like that or anything. I'll, I'll give me general talking points and then I'll fill in the gaps. Um, that's just kind of the way I roll. <laughs> and uh, and even like growing up and everything, right, like in class, and they're like, oh, you know, you're going to write a, a six-page paper and it's, you know, you have to cover all these different things and you have to say this like this and say that like that, like, I'd have such a hard time with that because I can't be confined to certain parameters. Like, you know, give me right. give me a general direction of where I'm supposed to go and I'll find a way there. You know, that's kind of my thing. So I don't ever want us to feel like we have to cut it off at a certain minute or anything like that. I think we can definitely Alex Jones this and go on for four hours if we want. <laughs> uh, you know, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. And if you hadn't heard it already, and I think we talk about Joe Rogan a lot here. And I think he's the messiah. 
uh, podcast. The inspiration. Yes, the inspiration behind uh, behind this creation. He's the wind beneath our wings. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, going forward, we'll you know we'll, we'll explore a lot of different topics. We'll talk about whatever the heck comes to mind. And if we have a guest here that steers the topic a different way, then we'll definitely go to that. Um, too and everything, but if you all have questions for us or stuff like that, anything, we'll definitely be around on the social medias. Um, I guess we'll, we'll we'll put out our twitters uh, for now. You have a Twitter, right, Josh? I don't. You don't have a Twitter? I'm bad at 2020. You, Jesus Christ! I know. I do. I do Facebook and I do Instagram. I suppose I can make a Twitter, but I'd rather associate with Twitter. Um, in regards to this podcast, like I would make it like a a group page, basically. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we can definitely groups. do um, something like that, and I think so. We'll probably uh, put this up, and I think whenever you're hearing this, and I think it should already be created, but it'll probably be under the uh, Beards Bros and Brews, or even Triple B. Um, you know, catch uh, you know little uh, what do you want to call it, and I think the handle. The Twitter handle and everything will probably be something oh, like yeah. that and everything. And uh, I'll probably do the same thing for Snapchat and stuff like that. I think as we further this along and everything and get a little bit more into deeper conversations and things like that. I think just to kind of keep um, all of you out there updated on what are, what's going on and everything with us. But yeah, so for sure by the next episode, we'll have that social media uh, platform up for you guys already. And if you're wondering why we don't have it already, it's because we're literally growing. As this we is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is literally day one. This is the day that we decided to fully, fully launch this. We were supposed to do this earlier, but I had some family obligations. So. Here I am now. Uh, we are family men, and uh, we we try to take care of ourselves and our families. That's uh, true. But yeah, yeah. So I think we'll we'll wrap it up for this week. I know Josh has yeah. a wife and yes. uh, and some dogs, and I think they're probably wondering where he's at now. As mine are. That's why I don't know if you heard them earlier in the podcast, but they were. I did. Yes. Yeah. They were. <laughs> right. They were calling me because somebody was walking by in my apartment. Uh, but yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Uh, appreciate y'all's time. If you stayed to the end, you are a real one. And yes. if you left earlier, well, then we'll hopefully catch you on the next one. <laughs> hopefully yes, it won't absolutely. be more interesting for you next next time around. Anything. So hopefully within the first five minutes, you didn't quit. And if you stayed now, this is minute 77 now of, <laughs> our, of our little chat here. And it feels like it went by quick because literally, when, yeah. you know, when, when we talk amongst friends, you know, the times go by quick and everything, right? And I don't, I don't even know if my phone went off or anything like that. I think I didn't even check my phone throughout this whole thing. So. That's that's a record for me. I didn't even look at my phone once. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thank y'all so much for listening, Josh. Uh, send it out to you for closing remarks before we before we sign off here. Yeah, Tony, thanks for meeting with me tonight, and I'm glad we we're able to get this done. And I'm excited to see where this goes. And um, if not, then we're just having fun doing doing this and messing around. So for all you listening, we appreciate it, and we look forward to creating episode two next week and uh, we'll make sure that we get our product out there and maybe we'll create a design of our logo and um, kind of get things going here but we appreciate y'all um stay tuned for next week bye everybody bye everybody, bye everybody.